wonderful podcast by the name of Our Morning Take. Man, I sound a lot different today, don't I? You do. It was that wonderful weekend that I had. All those April Fool's pranks. <laughs> I almost couldn't get that. My name is Frank Johnson. And I'm Abraham Lawrence. Uh, I don't even hear Abraham. He's not even on. He doesn't turn his mic on. He forgets how to do that. Okay. I'm oh, there now. he is. By golly, he's in the studio. Yeah, I'm Abraham Lawrence. <laughs> yes, he is. Glad to have you here, Abe. It's good to be here. Glad you did some uh, prep before the actual podcast started. That's awesome. <laughs> Until we did a sound check, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. Listen, uh, it is April the 3rd already. Can you believe that? Wow. Yeah, I think it's episode number 66. Route 66. I love that place. I love that song, too. That's a good blues tune. Yeah. Who did it? Oh, it depends. I mean, it's like... Everybody. It's been done like a million times. Hey, I got something I got to show you that I saw. Elevation Worship probably has a version of it. <laughs> Bethel. <laughs> it shows... And the, hit the bridge again. It shows the big uh, amphitheater. Oh, and by the way, if you hear that guy in the background, that is uh, Mr. Oh. Nicholas Seaman. Uh, yes. Welcome, Nick. Hey, thank you. He's going to be with us all week this week, and we're going to really need him because we're all a little under the weather. Hmm. Uh, not only do I have this cough, but now I have everything going on. So it's just, uh, we'll see how long it lasts. Maybe uh, Abe will just take over for me here in a couple of days. <laughs> Maybe. That's right. Um, I was going to say something. I was on a roll. Anyway, uh, April Fool's did come about, and I, we talked a little bit about it on Friday. And uh, I thought, well, you know what? I'm sure next year, uh, April 1st, will be on one of the podcast days, and we'll actually like cover a little bit about April Fool's. But I do want to say like a couple things about it, uh, only because this was the most interesting thing that I found out, how April Fool's came about. You're not going to believe this, Abe. According to uh, the 1908 edition of Harper's Weekly, that was, that was reading material in school for you, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> There was a cartoonist, Bertha R. McDonald, and I'm assuming that is a woman, Bertha. <laughs> and I won't make any more comments about that. Yeah. She said this, authorities gravely back with it to the time of Noah and the ark. Now, this is about April Fool's Day. She says it literally goes back to Noah and the ark. Oh, I've got you. I got you already, don't I? Man. See, I've actually read this before, and that's what I was thinking on Friday. I said, this is going to be really interesting. The London Public Advertiser of March 13th, 1769, printed this. Now, because it's 1769, some of this language is really, it's almost the King James Version of the Bible. So follow with me very slowly. Quote, the mistake of Noah sending the dove out of the ark before the water had abated. He sent the dove out on the first day of April and perpetuated the memory of this deliverance. It was thought proper, whoever forgot so remarkable a circumstance, to punish them by sending them upon some sleeveless errand similar to that ineffectual message upon which the bird was sent by the patriarch. Come on. <laughs> Comment. <laughs> what do you think, Nate? Uh, I think you're pulling an April Fool's joke. <laughs> no, I'm, I swear to you, this was actually printed in uh, Harper's Weekly uh, 1908. I know. Wow. Well, at least according to Wikipedia. 
Yeah. You know, I do have to tell my kids, do quote your sources, okay? So, yeah. So, uh, yeah. And, but how did they figure out that was April 1st? This is what I'm, this yeah. is what I'm thinking, like, when did they start with the calendar? I didn't yeah, know. Yeah, wasn't it like Julius yeah. Caesar's time that we had the Julian calendar with those days? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's great. Anyway, so I thought you guys would enjoy that. By the that way, one of the, one of the coolest April Fool's jokes was uh, held in 1980, the BBC... Over in in our uh, in England, the BBC announced that Big Ben's clock face. Now that's one of the most prominent features in yeah. London. Big Ben, the the clock face was going digital, <laughs> and whoever got in touch with the radio station first would win the clock hands. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. Needless yeah. to say, Big Ben still has hands on the clocks. Yeah, two thousand twenty three. It's still. Uh, <laughs> It is not digital, as far as I know. <laughs> Although it needs to be, because Nick says that his high schoolers can't read, can't read time. Now, can Abraham Jr. look at a analog watch? Yeah, he can tell you what it says. Eleven fifty-three. He knows. Yeah. He knows what time it is. Yep. That's weird, man. Because we've got so many kids that cannot do that. They have no. Mm-hmm. They look at the clock and they will ask Nick, "What time is it?" Mm-hmm. He's like, uh, uh, "This. Well, when do we get? When do we get out of class?" <laughs> they have no idea how that works. All right, enough uh, fooling around. Nothing, Abe. I get nothing from you. <laughs> yeah, I'm still, you know, I'm still trying to figure that out. It's got me a little perplexed, so I need to do some research on that. Yeah, well, there is no research to be had. I know. That. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Just old wives' tale. Uh, Nick has got a great story that he wants to talk to us about, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna delve right into this thing. Okay. Uh, Nick, I'm gonna kind of give you the floor on this. Okay. Tell us a little something about it. All right. Well, I'm in Judges chapter three. And today we're going to be talking about Ehud, one of the judges. And um, if you read through the book of Judges, it's kind of a, the book itself is kind of a tragic story. I mean, there are some triumphs and such, but there's a lot of tragedy. It just basically shows what happens when you don't go with what God says to do. You know, and he's got to use judges here and stuff. Well, isn't there a lot of repetition, too? Yes. It's, like, it's like, like they do good. And then the next verse says, but the children of Israel yes. sinned. And, and then God allows them to be captured again or something happened to where they have to realize, OK, he was right. And then they repent and they call out to God and he's gracious and mercy enough to send them a judge or somebody. Not not like the court type judge, but just right. like a political leader type judge. And here we have Ehud. And he and, was which one? Like about the third one? Uh, I believe so. There's Othniel before him, and um, I don't mean to put you on the spot. No, that's. I think he was the second one. Uh, well, it's, it's the, it's, uh, he was an early one. Let's just yes. put it that way. So not and, long after Joshua. Yeah. All right. Joshua dies, and then they have the judges, and then Ehud. He was also a uh, a Benjamite. Benjaminite, however you say that, uh, of the tribe of Benjamin. A Benjamite. I think he's still called. <laughs> yeah, a Benjamite. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Benjamite. In okay. other words, Saul. He was that same tribe. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so they're always up to no good. Yeah. All right. <laughs> but anyways, so Ehud, um, the story is this: they were Israel was under captivity to the Moabites. You know, one of, you know, there's always the Malachites and Moabites, Ammonites, and Moabites were always a big enemy of theirs as well. And the Malachites too, right? Yeah. And uh, their king was King Aegon, which is a, also a funny name. Aegon, I always think of somebody who wants to enjoy eggs but doesn't want to deal with the. Uh, the uh, physical uh, problems with it, they, you know, I'm going to go buy me some Eglon. Like, I don't know, it just sounds like some kind of product, <laughs> like, an egg, like an egg uh, substitute. <laughs> but speaking of names, 
for anybody who's uh, curious as to how Ehud got his name, yeah, well, uh, some versions will say that his mother, when she was pregnant, was trying to think of a name, and she was carrying a large sack of flour and oh, dropped stop it, it, dropped it on the wood floor, and it went Ehud, and I she's like, hey, did. that sounds beautiful, so... Uh, I can't remember which version that is, but uh, dancing with wolves. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Oh my goodness! But uh, so, oh boy, let's not go down that road. <laughs> so, anyways, here uh, towards the beginning, it's, it talks about how uh, Israel was serving King Aegon and Moab for eighteen years, mm-hmm. and then uh, they finally realized, you know what, this is our fault. They're ready to repent, and God hears them, and He sends Ehud, which it says here is a left-handed man. Which, obviously, there's a reason it says that because, you know, there's probably a lot of people in the Bible left-handed and it doesn't mention that. But also, the Hebrew word for left-handed means, um, right here it says, shut of his right hand. So, I don't know if he was disabled or something, he injured his right arm or he was just, you know, born with a birth defect. But you look at it, here God chooses somebody that probably nobody else would think, well, we're not going to, you know, he's not going to be a judge. So, maybe he was left-handed by necessity. Yes. Not necessarily genetically or hereditary. Yes. Yeah. He and, was left-handed because he had a goat. Go ahead. Yeah, and also, um, in early warfare, being left-handed was a tactical advantage. Did mm. you know that, Nick? Oh, nice. I'm telling you. No, I... We just barely scratched the surface on this thing, but yeah. we're going to have to come back tomorrow and uh, wrap it up. Uh, no, actually, we're not going to wrap it up tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> See you guys tomorrow. Oh, yeah.